Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gymnasium. As always, I am XFL Jim, joined by the one, the only, it is Chase Lupine Fiasco Sessoms, a.k.a. the Wolf of Oakland with the Rock Hard Pokates. What's up, dude? Hey, Jim. What's up, buddy? <coughs> What's up? I, I had to ditch the uh, the virtual background because it was slowing down things on my end so much that shit was getting frozen. That's that's doing a disservice to the people when that happens. So I, I like that you're going without. We need to talk with StreamYard's employees. Um, don't do anything naughty with the green screen. People yeah, watching. yeah, yeah. Definitely don't make a gif with like a thousand dicks surrounding Jim right now. Don't, don't make turn- him. Don't turn him into a bukkake party. No. Do not do this. But we are going yeah. to recap week eight. I keep thinking week eight. We're going to recap week seven of XFL action. Crazy week. Amazing week. And uh, maybe talk a little March Madness. Maybe talk a little of the women's tournament championship. I don't know. If, did you catch it, Chase? I I caught some of it. I caught also caught the wrong side of it because um, I, I took the took the Illinois side. God, I believe that was it. the public side. I think a lot of people had... Iowa, and then uh, there was a lot of ref issues going on that people had. It was, I from what I watched, it was not a well officiated game. It was is not there a well officiated game at all. Is there a way to root for LSU women's basketball but not root for the coach? I don't know. I, I she's got drip. She does she's, have drip. She's got drip, man. Because I mean that thing. Like my wife was like. She has people like make her clothes, right? Like I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty certain that's one of one. That she's yes. wearing. I don't Either think there's a second one of that. If, if there's a second, it's like in the estate of like Sigmund or Freud. Yes. Um, or sorry, was it Siegfried or, or Roy? Not Sigmund or Freud. That's, one of the, that's I mean, maybe one that person. too. Maybe that. Maybe he wore those. Shout out in the chat. Let's get into the XFL. Let's just start with game number one. We had the Seattle Sea Dragons taking on the Arlington Renegades. The Sea Dragons won this one 24-15. Kind of on like a last like a game ceiling field goal, I would say. Yeah, I they didn't look as strong as I mean they haven't looked that strong the last couple of weeks, but they they did plenty to to win the game, so I can't really can't really hate on them. Uh That's the weird thing that the they're on this five game winning streak at this point and they've looked weaker than they did the first 3 games. Maybe these are the Birmingham Stallions of the of the XFL. Who knows? Maybe uh, they're also adding on like ex NFL talent out the wazoo. They did just pick up Philip Lindsay, so their run game should be pretty well set. I think their other running already... back is coming back too. I I mean they've got Ellison, they've got TJ Hammond, like they've got a lot of. I I think maybe they're just figuring out that uh, this whole uh, we're just gonna let Danucci throw to seal games thing is a terrible idea, and maybe they're just you know they got bodies to just kind of hamburger hill this thing and throw running backs at the problem to to run the clock out late i think i think that's kind of what they have done they their defense has looked vastly improved arlington while looking better in this game yeah didn't do enough to win and um, that's basically my main takeaway is a lot of the bad teams look better uh drew plitt looked pretty decent for the most part in this game but you're yeah you're not gonna do enough with drew plitt and then davion smith only hitting 61 rush yards. He did have two touchdowns, but still, I I don't know. This is still a team that I just don't trust their offense fully. The defense yeah. is, like, if they don't get a lot of turnovers, they're not winning. 
I'm surprised they came as close uh, as close as they did to Seattle here because I mean you have to admit that they picked up you know Luis Perez you know the week before and you find out that Drew Plitt is starting right before kickoff you're like oh well this is an L like this is a, yes. a big time L and uh, he kept it kind of close I wonder if we see Perez in week eight I bet we do I bet we do he's pretty quick about getting a yeah. playbook together. Yeah, I mean they they stated pretty pretty you know staunchly how, what they feel about Drew Plitt whenever they've brought in Kyle Sloter and then brought in Luis Perez to replace Kyle Sloter who is replacing you. Game number two, we had the San Antonio Brahmas taking on the Vegas Vipers. The Vipers won this one 26-12, but it is bad news. They are actually the Vegas Vipers are your first team officially eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, I just couldn't get it together. They're starting to get it together now. They have a terrible defense, though. This is so dis- such a disappointment from the Brahmas this week. After uh, after how they played last week. Yeah, and it does. It looks like Juwan Pass is going to have to be the guy because Kurt Benkert had like six cracked ribs. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Is that yeah? It looked like it hurt when they were trying to put the flak jacket on him. He didn't look like he was really going to come back and play. Yeah, they're going to have to do something either that or just like abandon it and go wildcat, right? Something like that. Just snap it to Patrick or someone back there. I. So they had Senate for a game. He looked really good. Broke his foot. Gone. They bring Kurt Benkert in. He looks like middling to all right in his first start, but also they were switching back between him and pass the whole game. Does enough to get the dub, we'll say. Does enough to get the dub. And then he plays in this game. Looks all right. He looks pretty decent. Gets really hurt and then looks bad the rest of the game. Understandable. Like, you know how you order ribs as like in a barbecue place as like a, a slab of ribs, you know? Yeah. Like it sounds Minus like he, six of those. He broke his slab of ribs, dude. Like he broke yeah. all his ribs. That's insane. He got fucked up. Um, I can't believe he stepped on the field in the second half. That's it's, insane. It's actually insane. <laughs> That's insane. I salute Kurt Benkert for that move. KBK, baby. And on the flip side for Vegas, it sucks that now that they're eliminated, they seem to have the quarterback. Jalen McClendon seems to be the guy. He looked great out there. God. Yeah. I'm just, I can't get over the thought of KBK just wheezing like a dog toy every time he walks somewhere now because of those those cracked riblets. Yeah, he's, That would hurt so bad. Also, There's Jeff Bidette looked like he got hurt in this game. I don't know what his status is. Spring Fever, I'll have a whole like injury sort of list that I'm going to draw up. By request, he does it for the people, folks. Yeah, that is by request. Also, uh, two of the most amazing touchdowns, which was just a smidgen of what was to come in this game. A great kick return touchdown for the Brahmas. And then uh, Rod Smith had a hurdle yeah. past like, receiving touchdown, which was just mwah, beautiful. Yeah. It was a great weekend of touchdowns uh, in the XFL. It was a fantastic weekend of touchdowns. I cannot believe the under hit. Nor can I. 38 and a half? Are you fucking kidding me? That should have been a lock. Like, that should have been locked up in the third quarter with the way the game was going. Yeah, because the first half they had, what was it? 6, 14, 20. They had 31 points in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, disgusting. Just gross. Just uh, gross. The Brahmas and Renegades still alive for the playoffs, but creeping on their tail, game number three, 
The Orlando Guardians took down the DC Defenders 37 to 36. You crazy what son of a fuck? bitch. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. I did it. I did it so hard. I called the Guardians on the upset. I did it. Me. I willed this to happen. George Tomo even looked good. Do you think it was just a sleepwalk spot for DC? Maybe, but I think it, it very well could have been. Also, the fact that we've seen a lot more injuries. We've seen a lot players like not be as comfortable in the heat. Yeah. That Florida heat is going to get to people. So you think they, they just take them into the sauna of, of Orlando, Florida, that, that they're going to win out? I really think this was a combination of the we've seen the Guardians improving, and Quentin Dormady looked amazing. Uh, three touchdowns through the air. Uh, we have three on the ground. <laughs> you know what they say about Quentin Dormady, Jim? The he scoundrel. Can spin, he can spin that bean a little bit. He can spin the bean. He can spin that bean. And yes, he is a scoundrel. The scoundrel can spin the bean. I, I don't know, because the defenders did kind of everything they wanted to. Abram Smith, 127 yards. Jordan Tamu didn't run as much, not as much quarterback running. But yeah. 285 through the air and three touchdowns with no INT. This was just kind of, the Guardians did exactly what they wanted. They turned it into a shootout. They negated DC's best weapon, which I think is their defense. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was it was insane. Uh, some some of the best touchdowns of the XFL oh, season they, were they were, were in this game. The one from Derek King was absurd. That was an absurd touchdown. He that got smacked too. He got hammered just jumping, throwing that ball in. Then you have some a couple of just mousings by uh, was it Latimer uh, for Latimer uh, had one, and so did um uh was it Cannon. I don't know. Every, people were moused, though. It was oh, Jordan bat. Thomas. It was Jordan Thomas. Yeah. Um, and then you have Dormady just dropping dimes like into the corners of the end zones for people. Like it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a really good performance by Orlando. It was hands down the best. And now, I don't know what to make of Terrell Buckley's mortality. I think he's alive because technically Orlando. We'll get into this after we recap the last game. Orlando is very much alive for the playoffs, but. Game number four, St. Louis Battlehawks took on the Houston Roughnecks. Battlehawks won this one 24-15. Yeah. Uh, Roughnecks offense couldn't do a damn thing out there. No, no. Cole McDonald does not look like uh, XFL Lamar Jackson at all. Not yet. Not yet. He looks like XFL Cole McDonald. I hate that I've, like, given myself over to having to root for Cole McDonald. Because I will defend him to the death. Yeah. He's still he's still very entertaining to watch. Yeah. He did not look good this game. No, no, he didn't. Um Can I tell you who I think the worst defender though is? Who? That Roughnecks offensive line got dismantled. Yeah, Cole McDonald got got popped a couple times. And I don't know what to say. It's the the St. Louis team, like they've hit their strides. Like they're they're now winning games gate to wire. They don't have to like put it together to come back. The offensive line is gelling. AJ McCarron is firing on all cylinders. The run game is starting to show up. They've got two gigantic wide receivers that are really hard to lock down and make it really hard to, you know, tackle people in the open field when you have their big asses blocking. 
they've got all the pieces right now. Like with the way that everyone's playing, after seeing DC get beat by Orlando and knowing that they're capable of losing to anyone in the league, and they're going to have to try to beat the BattleHawks three times in a row, I feel pretty good about the St. Louis BattleHawks at this point. So that kind of turns this week's game with DC and Seattle into a huge one. And then subsequently, week nine, Seattle versus St. Louis. Yeah, both of those. It's a revenge spot for for Seattle. Um, So if Seattle beats DC here, I think I think DC would still get in on points. Yeah, no, I think so. The only thing that would be then that turns the Seattle St. Louis game week nine into a de facto playing game. The only the only shame of the XFL this season is that one of these teams from the north is going to have to stay home. It's a damn shame. Speaking of which, with the standings as they are now, the Guardians are one and five. Brahma's two and five. Renegades three and four. They're also extremely alive. And guess what? They play the Renegades week eight. They play the Brahmas week nine. They can make moves. And I kind of like the Guardians in both those matchups, if I'm being honest. It'll be insane. Like, because we definitely wrote that team off to the, the toilet bowl of history. I, I told Welcome to UAB I need a can of cat food if they made the playoffs after week one. That feels like. I wish you wouldn't make the cat food bet. I did it with the Pittsburgh Maulers, and I felt great. I felt great for most of this season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week, you know? Like, next week's the big one. That Playing in San Antonio. Yeah. Like, let, let's see Let's see if they can sustain it for another week. If they win next week, then I'm worried for you. Yeah, if they win next week, because the Renegades are losing. The Renegades are playing the Defenders. Is it Fancy Feast? Will it be Fancy Feast? Uh, it's going to be whatever I get from my cat. I have cans somewhere. I think it's like uh purina like beyond it's fancy Ooh. it is it's nicer that's sounds good it sounds like you could dress that up maybe put some sort of drizzle a compote oh, a dude. fruit compote of some sort the renegades and top. the and the brahma still have to play the defenders once hey man anything can happen if anything can happen like i and i mean that for the north and the south like anything could happen with with these these teams that are like just outside of it the only plus for us is that they're zero and three in the division. Yeah, but they could have easily become two and three in the division if they Very beat easily. both the Renegades and the Brahmas. Which, oh god, yeah, having to deal with that swampy ass Central Florida heat. Does it worry us that the Brahmas are zero and two at home? Yes, it worries me. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the other little like home and away splits. Vegas is done. Cashman's is done. No more Cashman's. Uh, th- that was the last Vegas home game. Man, they I went out with a win. Yeah, good for them. I I hope they find a better location next year. I hope so too. It's, uh, either if they're sticking in Vegas or not, find a better location. It, it was well, a shame. It was a absolute shame for the city of Vegas for for them to be playing games in there. And uh, St. Louis has no more road games. All the games are now going to be in the yeah, for the rest of the season. The upside of playing your first four on the road is that you get all of your last ones at home. Yep, that'll be huge. I think every other team switches off, but those are big. Yeah. Week seven, big takeaways, very fun. That was my biggest takeaway. All the games were very fun. It Even was, the Brahmas-Vegas game, I yeah. still felt like the Brahmas could come back. 
Right, right. No, it, it was an exciting week of football. I mean, anytime you see the worst team in the league take down the best team in the league, like it's a it's a it's a pretty fun week of football, you know? Like that's that's impressive to see. Um there's a I feel like almost every week I feel like I know a whole lot going in and then I feel like I don't know quite as much coming out of it, you know? It does feel that way. And then by this week, I'll be convinced by Thursday I know exactly what's going to happen. And then we'll see. Let's take a look at how the futures are futuring right now. I got to think that hurt that DC price where they might actually get close to bettable now. If I can see them, let me find those real quick. And then we'll take I, a look. The lines are actually posted. Okay, I, I got to um, I, I gotta think that Seattle and, and St. Louis both took huge step forwards in the futures. Okay, prices. so right now... DC is we'll just go by Caesars plus 150 bet MGM you can get 175 prepped up a little bit still not worth it Roughnecks 275 280 at Caesars definitely not worth it Battlehawks 600 on FanDuel 6 to 1 how did that go up it's plus 450 on bet MGM 375 on Caesars 6 to 1 shop around shop around for sure uh, sea Dragons four twenty five Caesars five to one at Bet MGM plus six fifty on FanDuel. Yeah. Renegades like... twelve. Renegades are twelve to one everywhere. That's about right. Brahma's eighteen to one at Caesars. Yeah. Vipers a hundred to one, uh, which doesn't make sense because they're officially eliminated. So they it makes zero sense that they have better odds than the Guardians. Than but the Guardians who have not been eliminated yet. One hundred and fifty to one. Value. There's value there now. There's some value. There's some value. I didn't foresee there being value on the Guardians when they were 200 to 1, but Uh, I see it now. They have a path. They have not been mathematically eliminated. So if I'm doing the cat bet, do I I sweeten this a little bit for myself and throw like a little dart on the Guardians' future? Yeah, fuck yeah, you do. I feel like I do. Yeah, you do. I feel like I have to. Yeah, man. I mean, throw a fiver at that. That's a pretty good return. I'd say so. Uh, you want to take a look at the early lines for the for next week? Yeah, let's see them. Vipers, Battlehawks, Battlehawks minus six and a half. Totals forty six and a half. I think that's fitting. I think that's right. I think I, I think that I think I think that totals tough too. I'm gonna take the over because I've just been I've been blindly betting Vegas o- overs and last week it fucked me, but we'll see. I do we see a little come down to earth from McClendon in week two? We'll see. Yeah, probably. You have tape on him now. You know what he does. And with the Battlehawks defense looking like it has. Yeah. They look good. Yeah, they do look good. Uh, Renegades, Guardians. Guardians minus one. Are you shitting me? Guardians minus one against the Renegades in Orlando. Over under 41. You got to take the Guardians, right? I got to take the Guardians. (laughs) That's amazing. I, I did. Did you ever? Did you think at any point this season you would see the a Guardians fav- as no. a favorite? Never. Never. No. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, Roughnecks Brahmas. Roughnecks minus four over under forty one. I think what we've seen from the Roughnecks is they're, they're back down to earth, but that's, they played the three best teams in the North and just the three best teams overall. Listen, I, I've carried I've carried San Antonio's water. A lot this season, and been very pro San Antonio, and they, uh, they might be the bottom team. I think I'm done. I think I'm off, and I think that I probably because I think 
even if they both play terrible games, that the Roughnecks are still like a touchdown better. I think so too. I just, I think what we've seen, the Roughnecks are just the North is just that much better than the South. Pretty much. And yeah, like the Guardians got the defenders, but I think you play that game four or five times. I think the defenders are winning four of them. For sure. For sure, I would agree. Uh, yeah, I just think the Roughnecks are better. Yeah. And the Brahmas are bad. Brahmas are bad. Uh, defenders, Dragons, guess it. Guess the line. Defenders, Dragons? I'm going to say Defenders are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. It's in Seattle. Yeah. Dragons minus one. I think that might that could be an overreaction to uh, to the loss in Orlando, man. I think so. I think this is a wrong team favorite. And I'm going to take I DC. Think, yeah, I I wouldn't even be surprised to see whenever the money line comes in, even though Seattle is favored, that you you have DC favored on favored on the money line. Well, I feel like once the money lines are posted, they, those you can see those numbers swap. Sure, you can see DC like minus one or minus one and a half at that point. Yeah, I I think DC's a Probably just consistently, they didn't look at last week, but consistently through this year, I mean, they're like, they're a good, solid, you know, four or five I, point. I trust them. Team. To, yeah, I, I don't trust Ben DiNucci as a favorite. No, I, especially against this defense. Yeah, I just don't. As, like, this is the worst defense for him to play. Yes. Yes. Um, Do we want to do a little power ranking? Yeah, let's go. I think eight. Are we putting the Brahmas at eight now? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Seven Guardians. Yeah. Uh, I might put Renegades. That's true. They are really bad. Um, like, the fact that the Guardians now have an offense. Look at actually, you. Look at you breaking your own rule. I'm breaking Taking my the rule. Team I'm breaking my rule. One win. I'm breaking okay. my rule. You know, I like it that you're breaking your room. And fuck the Renegades. I don't like the Renegades. I don't yeah, think they're very good. So Take the Renegades. Seven. Boom. What? 8A and 8B. I think they're both the bottom two teams. Sure. Uh, Guardians up next. Okay. Vipers. They at least have an offense. Yeah. Like, I I don't want to overreact to week this, like, last week, but like yeah. I, the Guardians and Vipers are close. You saw in that game, the Vipers yeah. very much almost lost that game. I They're, they're neck and neck, but I'm going to put Vipers over them for now. So, if you Vipers, and you have to go rough next. I'm going rough next next. Yeah. And I think based off of recency, I would put the Sea Dragons. I'll go. I see. I go Sea Dragons, Defenders, Battlehawks. I still put the Defenders on top. I uh, I don't know with the way that we'll see. We'll see. By I bet you next week you'll be joining me. Maybe with, with the Battlehawks on top. Maybe if the Defenders just mollywop the Sea Dragons, though, then no. That's fair. Uh, because like they played each other, and the defenders are two and zero against them. I was gonna say, in hindsight, now me taking the team that is zero and two and putting them against the team. I, that... I'm agree. I agree with you that like if they meet in the playoffs, I think the Battle Hawks will win. I, right. I th- I'm just this is my USFL brain talking that I was like the Stars lost to the Generals both times in the regular season, but I know for a fact once they play in the playoffs, the Stars are winning. Right. We've... I just feel that with this Battle Hawks team, they're yeah. heating up at the right moment. They're looking clean. AJ McCarron's, I'm going to say it, he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, hands down. And we talked about this. Like, early weeks, he didn't have the connection with the receivers. They've been building that throughout the season. And they look They're good. They're good. They look really good. He's got a he's got a great little kind of, like, Edelman-Amandola kind of connection with Ricky Pearl's kid. And then he's got just huge weapons. And was it uh, Campbell and uh, Hakeem Butler? Butler. Yeah. yeah. 
They have the yeah, servants' dude. quarters there, ready to clean up. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm just so excited, and I can't like two weeks. We have USFL. It's amazing. On top of it, it's amazing. God. We're so God. Ooh, breakers are five to one. To win it all. Yeah, I might. I might sprinkle a little on that. I need to take a. Because of XFL, I haven't paid near as much attention as to Th- where three where teams are five to go. one. Three teams. Breakers, stars, and showboats are all five to one. Get the showboats out of there. I, any team with <laughs> Todd, Todd Haley coach team. <laughs> Fuck I'm not that. Betting a future on? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Stallions are three to one. Gamblers six. Panthers six fifty, and Maulers are seven to one. Uh, I'm thinking right off the top of my head. I, I also need to do more research. Top of my head, breakers at five to one seems like the best value. Yeah, I I feel like they might have maybe gotten a a coach upgrade with John and a DeFilippo. quarterback upgrade and a, yeah with with someone who has a lot of professional football experience up in Canada and you still got the same weapons yeah I think it's I think it's breakers time man it's it's time for the breakers again it's time the breakers will rise yeah yeah because we are not showboats fans no 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 not until that clown of a coach is out of there no no they they violated our showboat caveats good sirs uh what do you think about tonight's basketball game i was just about to ask you chase uh so i won my works march madness bracket thank you uconn for beating miami that was the last game i needed i appreciate that well done is this uconn team one of the best tournament teams we've ever seen yes yeah I yeah. can't think of it any other – it takes me a lot of, of – I couldn't name – no, I can't name a year in a team where a te- where they've, like, dominated through all these rounds of the of the tournament like this. Like, it's it's truly impressive. Did you see their coach after the Miami win? Hurley? Yeah. What did he do? So he was like, I'm not even going to celebrate or be happy because we knew we were winning. We knew we were playing on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, sounds- God, that's cold. I love it. And so it was very hurly of him, I will yeah. say. Um, yeah, man, I it's it's two things, which is uh, what's going to crack first? Is it going to be UConn's offense or is it going to be San Diego State's defense? Because they do. That's the thing. Is like UConn can shoot the lights out. They are really good at fucking scoring at offensive rebounding. Uh, San Diego State's really good at slowing the game down and not scoring a whole bunch of not, not having a bunch of points scored and so it, it's what's going to break and I think it's going to be more likely that UConn forces San Diego State to yep. like take it wide open and run and try to score with them try and keep up with them yeah yeah I love this <clears throat> matchup for the final shout out San Diego State I think it's their first time making the final yeah it is I either listen I think if if FAU had won, I would have been just as happy for FAU. Same thing with San Diego State. Like these are the, the both of them, just amazing tournament runs. Do you have an issue with the time of the game? Why is it so late? I don't know. I think it's so like people in the West Coast could like get home. Maybe I guess. I, that's, that's I feel like thinking. the college football championship had this issue too. I don't late. A little too late, on my opinion. Yeah, like I've I, the last couple weeks, I've been falling asleep like uh, before uh, this game would be over. What a tournament, though! What a tournament! Best tournament I remember. Same. This has been amazing throughout. I've just been I've been like grinning ear to ear, even as I watch XFL instead of basketball. Guess what? I have multiple screens. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be weird not having like as into college basketball as I got this season. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird not having it around because it's always there every day of the week. Um, Are you gonna become an NBA head? Fuck no. <laughs> No, 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 no. I hate the NBA. I've even tried to make myself watch a couple of times. and I've like, watched one NBA game this entire year, and it was boring to me. Watching, the thing like with watching NBA games, I, like, I watch it, and I'm like, how can people bet on this sport in the, or on this league when, like, you know, like I feel like when I bet on a football game or like I bet on a basket college basketball game, like I know that all of these te- the teams that are playing are going to be doing their damnedest to win the game. You know, and when you, you watch the NBA, a- it's just like, yeah, dude, like literally, like they play hard for like four minutes in a game. Yeah, the only time I ever tune into an NBA game is the last five minutes. Yeah. Cause that's yeah, when anything I'll, happens. I get so mad at, for some reason when my wife says it that like the everything but the last two minutes of a basketball game, like the, those don't matter. Like the last two minutes are, are the that's all that matters. Like you don't have to watch basketball until the last two minutes. And I'm always like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, like because stuff happens before. And she's totally right. It's true with the NBA, dude. It's she's so true. One hundred percent right. I'm, I'm it's gonna, like I'm, that. She told me one time to put on uh, safety glasses because I was using like a wet saw to cut little tiny octagonal uh, floor tiles. Right? I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. I'll cut these. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put on the glasses though because it was so t- so tiny. What we we're trying to do. And there's usually like a little guard that goes over the blade. Yep. Uh, uh-uh. had to go through and freestyle it, and I do it, and a chunk of ceramic just bounces off that bitch and straight into my eyeball. And I was like, I just have to go blind in this eye now. Like, cause I'm not going to admit to her that like I got hit right in the eyeball because I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't need safety glasses right after she was like, put on your safety glasses. And so I was like, yeah, that's it. Like, I'm just, that's it. I'm, I'm going to lose this eye. They're going to be You're like, an eye patch ha- guy now. Yeah. They're going to be like, what happened? Like, I don't know. I must've gotten an infection or something. I'm never admitting what happened. I must've slept on a dirty pillow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Right, so sorry for that story, but, you know. I have a buddy who always says he's going to get into hockey every year and never does. I did that with boxing until I got into boxing, and then I got my nose broke. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing else. I got nothing else other than, oh, what is it? We need, I need Sonogo and, uh, what's the kid's name from uh, San Diego State? Um, oh, let me see the tweet that you sent. The Adams, Adams? I think so. Matt Adams. Yeah, what did you what did you put? What were the odds on that one? Uh, twenty to one. Sheesh, twenty to one you... that they both that Sonogo and uh, Matt Bradley, Matt Bradley, both scored more than twenty points. Yes, 20, 20 to one. They've been all they've been hovering around it. I need it to be an up and down battle. I need a lot of Sonogo old school. You're on the same bet I am for the game. I'm on UConn minus the seven and a half. Same here. All right. Well, it tips off in two minutes. Let's uh. All right. Let's go watch that shit chase. Where can the people find you? I'm around. So am I. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time for more Gymnasium Six. And bye bye bye.